Welcome to another episode of Conversations with Lamp. I'm your host, James Lampkin, and my guest today is an exotic dancer and also a makeup artist, Miss Serenity. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. I've been wanting to do an interview like this for a long time because um, I think a lot of people get a misperception about um, exotic dancers. Like that's all they do. And I just wanted to get the opportunity to talk to somebody to let them know, let people know, like you guys do much more than that. Absolutely. But first, how did you actually, how did you actually get started with dancing? Um, to be honest, like I was really in a fucked up situation. I was working at Safeway. I was making $200 a week and I could barely take care of myself. I really didn't have nowhere to go. For real, so I was like bouncing house to house, um, sleeping in my car sometimes. So um, one day I was talking to my friend. I told her my situation. And I know a year prior, she had took me with her to a club to dance with her for a night. And I didn't like the experience. So I was like completely thrown off by it. And I was like, yeah, this ain't for me. So when I told her my situation at that current time, which was like a year later, she was like, well, I'm at a different club. I feel like you'll like it better. Um, it's just a topless bar and um, you don't have to get naked or anything like that. So we ended up, um, she ended up taking me there. It was actually a day club. so the day shift was from 12 to 8 and um I went to work they hired me and I made $500 before 8 o'clock and then I was like oh well fuck Safeway and I quit Safeway (laughs) (laughs) I quit Safeway and I was pretty much over it after that and I've just been dancing ever since did you have any um fears reservations (laughs) about getting up on the stage or um, I was super nervous um, getting on stage, but my friend kept telling me, yeah, when you get on stage, just look at yourself in the mirror, don't pay attention to the crowd, and you should be good. So that actually did help because I wasn't really focused on the crowd. I was more so focused on myself in the mirror. Oh, there's a mirror up there, I'm assuming? A lot of times in the clubs, it's a mirror on stage. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. I would say in okay. every I would say in every strip club that I've been to, there's definitely a mirror on stage. Yeah, that is true. I have noticed that. But is that I mean, but is that for y'all or for, I think it's more so for us because it's not on the customers. It's more so focused on us. Okay. Did you did you need like a drink or anything? Because I know sometimes when people do something that's when like, I first started dancing, believe it or not, I wasn't really drinking as much. I didn't really start drinking until I didn't really get no vices from dancing until probably like a couple years in. And I and it wasn't even like some I was I wasn't even doing it just to cope with dancing. I was doing it because I just wanted to like be lit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm assuming that kind of like helps you with your interaction with the customers, right? Um, yeah, I, I would say honestly, um, when I drink, I'm not really a social person to people I don't know, and that's a part of dancing. Like you, you're meeting people you don't know every day, and you gotta know what to say, how to talk to them, how to engage in conversation, and me personally. 
I wasn't really a talkative person. It was just, I woke up to you, do you want to dance? If not, I go to the next person, ask them, do they want to dance? I'm not here to learn your life or figure out what's so, like, what got you so upset about your home life, what happened at work. I really didn't give a fuck about that. I was just there to make my money and go about my business. However, down the line, I learned that um, sometimes it helps and you can get a good customer by being talkative and talking to them. It makes them come back and see you and it makes them come and spend more money. How many years would you take, would you say it took you to get to that point where you realized, you know what, maybe I need to get better with communicating? It was a year because um, when I got to, when I first got to Penthouse, which was in 2012, I realized that that was like a club that you do have to sit and talk to customers because a lot of them wanted to sit and talk to you. Like they spent money, yeah, but they wanted to talk too. So that was when I realized like, oh shit, I really got to talk to these niggas. And like, <laughs> while we're talking, they'll buy drinks. And a lot of times like drinking will make me sleepy. So I started getting into other things like ecstasy, but ecstasy was just too much. Like, it had me moving around around a lot, so I couldn't stay still. I would be jumping all over the place, be in and out. I, only thing I wanted to do was dance. I didn't really want to talk. I was just, like, trying to dance. Or if I'm talking to somebody, I'm talking to them, but I'm dancing at the same time. I didn't want to talk to you unless we was dancing. Like, that's how it was. Like, And then I stopped doing my, I stopped doing ecstasy because it was just too much, and I started doing Molly, which was way better than ecstasy because ecstasy I was barely eating so I lost a lot of weight I was real skinny and then Molly I was able to eat on that so I started doing that which would keep me up and I'd be up all night and I feel like I made more money when I did Molly because it's really a social drug like you want to talk to people you want to you be talking to people you don't even like like hey girl how you doing (laughs) that's just how it was like you talking, I don't even like this bitch for real, but I'm so friendly to her off Molly because it's just a happy drug. It make you want to hug people. Damn. Did, did, was that the, did you do it for work purposes or just was you just wanted to try something? No, I just wanted to try it because my friend was telling me like, she was like, oh my God, it's just like the best high. It feels so good. All you want to do is dance, fuck, and talk. That's it. And I was like, oh, for real? You know, she was like, yes. I was like, okay, I'm going to try it. She was like, don't worry, it's not like, you're not going to OD or anything like that. So um, I tried it, I liked liked it, and then I was doing it. <laughs> like every time I work, sometimes I would do it. If I just know I'm going out, I would do it because it's literally a social drug. Like it makes you, like you have more fun on it. I had a lot of fun when I did Molly. I'm, I'm on the outside looking in, but because of the environment you were in, wouldn't it seem a little more dangerous to be like more social and more open and more loose? No, because yeah, you, you open them and you're enjoying yourself and you loose, but you still know what's going on. It's not like the drug makes you inebriated. Like liquor makes you, liquor makes you inebriated. Like you can black out drunk, but I've never been blacked out on a Molly. Oh, okay. 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 I would say liquor is more dangerous than a Molly is because but a Molly, you wide awake, like you, nothing can't get past you because you're paying attention to everything. Yeah, you sociable and you having fun and it's it's a happy drug, but you still up and aware. With, with liquor, you 
drink too much and you're inebriated, you don't know what the fuck going on. You can wake up and be like, what the fuck happened last night? I don't remember this. I don't remember nothing after this. So I would say, no, it's not as dangerous as liquor is. What are the, what are some of the things that you, what's something that you actually do enjoy about dancing? I enjoy dancing. I enjoy music and the money. Definitely the money. The money is what kept me dancing for so long because the money is so good. Like we're making what most people have to make. They have to do 40 hours a week to make what we make in one night. And that's, I think that's the reason why I've been dancing for so long, but it's like now I'm at a point where I love this lifestyle, but I'm going to take the initiative to move myself in a way where as though I'm going to take this money and, and double it so I can, I won't have to dance no more. If I do dance, it's just because I want to and not because I have to. Is there like a, a, a time, like a time clock that you all go by? Like, okay, at this age, I probably shouldn't be dancing anymore. I mean, we all go into it like, okay, when I first started dancing, I said, all right, I'm going to do this until I'm 25. And 25 came and I was making so much money. I was making about five grand a week. I was like, <laughs> I thought I was going to retire. And I was like, no, nah, I ain't about to retire. <laughs> Just keep going. And it's like, everybody has a plan when you first come in, but then you get into it and you get all this fast money. And it's just like, it's hard to stop. This lifestyle is, is, is an addiction. You got to, and it's like, I think when it's time to quit, I think it's time to quit when you feel like it's more so work than it is fun. Because I, when I go to work, I don't feel like it's work. I feel like I'm having fun, but I'm making money having fun. And when you get to that point where you feel like it's work, I think that's when you need to quit. How did your family receive Steve um, <laughs> when they found out you was dancing? How'd they receive it? I hid my dancing from my mother for a whole, I think it was eight months. Mm. And that's because I wasn't living with her, so she didn't know what I was doing. Um, I want to say I didn't really didn't care about what my family thought. The only person I was concerned about what they thought about it was my mother. And when my mom found out, I didn't even get to tell her. I was going to tell her myself, but my aunt ended up telling her, which kind of threw me off because I'm like, it was my business to tell her it wasn't your place. But she ended up telling her. And um, she asked me one day, she was like, um, yeah, um, you say you were a waitress because I thought I was a waitress. So she was like, you come home with a lot more money to be a waitress, like you come home <laughs> with a lot of money. She was like, are you a call girl? And I was like, what? And I just bust out laughing like a call girl. She was like, yeah. Are you a call girl or a stripper? And you know, a call girl is a prostitute. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, that's, I was yeah, like well, she was like, I need to know if I got to come to terms with the fact that my daughter is a is a call girl or is she a stripper? I said, well, I'm not a call girl. She was, So she was like, oh, were you a stripper? I was like, yeah, I'm a stripper. <laughs> so she was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and like after she showed like she was okay with it, I was like, okay, cool. I didn't care who, who knew at that point. Have you ever like ran into somebody you know, like um like what is it like? Well, I'm sh- I'm gonna say I'm gonna assume you have. What is it like while you on stage, you dance, and you come across somebody you know? Is that awkward? No, I will honestly say the only person I was weirded out 
when I seen them, I won't even say who it was, but when I seen them, I was like, oh my God. Like, he didn't realize it was me because, like, when I do my tricks, I'm off the, I'm like, I'm not paying attention. So I was like in a handstand upside down and I didn't see who the person was until I came up. And when I came up, he dropped all his money and just walked out the club. Wow. So I think that was probably the only weird moment I had. And and we never spoke about it after that, ever. It wasn't a family member or nothing like that, but it was something like a family member, but we never spoke about it from like from that day at all. He was like, just don't tell your mother. I was like, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm not. I'm not going to tell him. <laughs> Man, that, that's, yeah, I'm pretty sure that was weird. Like just the just to see somebody because i just i don't know it's just weird like the because you, you you basically you up there you expose for everybody to see and some people may feel like they sometimes would never i see honestly you. forget that i'm naked like sometimes when i do get naked me personally i barely get naked because a lot of times i make a lot of money without even taking my clothes off but if if sometimes i may get hot and i want all the shit off of me and then when I'm dancing, I don't even realize that I'm naked. It's I really feel like it's a state of mind. For real, for real. Have you ever like do 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 the dancers actually like if they see a man like can they actually like find him attractive and like him, but like know like okay, I gotta keep this professional? Um, I can honestly say I know a few girls who have met the love of their life from dancing. You can meet a guy, I mean, me personally, I've only met one, I've only dated one person I met in a strip club, and we was dating off and on for about a good eight years, but it's a lot that comes with that territory, because they looking at the lifestyle, like, he looking at it like, oh, well, you met me doing this, so you could probably be meeting other men, and when I met him, I literally just started dancing, I had only been dancing for two months when I met him, and we were when we first started out um it was a fuck thing we'd see each other fuck and then go about our business I won't hear from him for like months sometimes like months months and then when we finally linked again uh, like two years later it went from us being like casual sex till we started dating and then once we started dating he started to get insecure because he was like well I met you dancing who know who's a say a game and other men while you dancing and that I think I think like yeah you can meet men that you're attracted to or you meet men that you're attracted to all the time dancing but it's really on you how you approach the situation or how you handle it I personally don't want to deal with no man that I meet dancing no more I've done it once and I'm good off that. But a lot of girls do meet men that they like dancing. A lot of girls do find some men attractive and they end up doing stuff with them and that's just a part of it. You won't meet, that's no different from when you go to the regular club and you meet somebody that you find attractive. You're going to start talking to them and it's going to be outside of the club and then you end up liking them. And that's just how it goes. Do you think because of your career, do you think it makes it harder for you to find love? No, but I do think it's easier for you to become a target for people who will try to manipulate you. 
Hmm. Can you you mind elaborating on that a little more? Because I I want to say like I'm I'm a given person, and a lot of dancers I know are very given as well. So we like to take care of the people that we deal with. We like to splurge on them just as much as we splurge on ourselves, and they splurge on us. But sometimes we might run into the men who use that as a weakness, if it makes sense. Like they use that as a way to try to manipulate the situation. Like they know how much you fuck with them. So they'll try to manipulate the situation and get what they want out of it. And when they, you know, and it's, when you, it's either up to you realize it or you either, like some of us, we be like, they'll play the part. Like they'll make it seem like they just so perfect and they fuck with you at an extent that they really don't just so they can get what they want out of you. Hmm. Man, that's that's really interesting. Do you eventually want to like settle down, do the family thing? Yeah, I do. I honestly do. But if it happens, it happens. If it don't, it don't. I'm not pressing it. Is there a certain age you want it to happen by? No, I just if it happens today or tomorrow, I'm with it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with it. I don't. I don't care because some people don't find a true love today in their fifties and sixties. You never know when it's gonna happen, but when it happens, I'm open to it. What would you say true love is? Wow. Um, I want to say someone who loves you and all your flaws and your imperfections. Like someone who see all your flaws and imperfections and still love you, like you're perfect. Well, I know. I mean, I know you do. Of course, you do others. Like, what, what else? I know you said you do the makeup. So I wanted you to talk more about like what do you like to do outside of the dancing. Well, outside of dancing, I do makeup. Um, I love doing makeup, but you know, sometimes like me personally with that type of stuff, it's like the money gonna drive me if the money ain't there it's not gonna I'm not gonna be motivated to do it no more especially like because when it comes to doing makeup a lot of times like it's a really it's not really that in demand so yeah I want to do it but if it ain't making me no money I'm on to the next thing and um other than makeup I'm writing a book and I'm really interested in writing I've been writing since I was a teenager the only thing about the writing thing is that sometimes I get a lot of writer's block and it be in the way a lot. So I think um, outside of that, yeah, the only thing I like to do is write and do makeup. Have you actually started on the book? I have. I'm on my fourth chapter right now. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. How, how long, how long, when did you start the actual process of writing the book? I started writing a book um, last last winter. Like, I think it was in January that I started writing. And I'm still writing. It's about to be two years. And I really want to be finished by next summer. Like, because I'm like, but it's like, when you go into it, you think writing a book is so easy because, you know, like, you can keep going. But it's never a keep going process because writing goes off inspiration. So if you're not inspired or nothing is happening in your life that's that's going to motivate you to write it, you can get writer's block. And I think a lot of times, like, you just got to keep yourself motivated and keep yourself inspired so you can finish it. 
So that's where I'm at right now. I got to keep motivating myself and keep getting inspired just so I can finish writing. Is there anything in particular that, that inspires you to write? Music. Okay. I love music. What types? R&B. I'm really not a rap type of person. I mean, I listen to rap, but I love R&B. Any, any day you catch me listening to music, it's R&B. Oh, okay. Who uh, do you have like a particular artist that you? This is one of your favorites. Right now, my favorite artist is Summer Walker. I listen to that whole like every day, but um, I'm more so listen to like a nostalgic list. Like I'm um, Drew Hill, Jodeci, <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> I, you know what? I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm late because I feel like I'm the only one who has not heard. Summer Walker album. Mm-hmm. If you're a guy, you can't. You probably won't really gravitate towards it like women will, because she talk about shit that women can relate to. Oh, okay, okay. I mean, I've heard, I've heard, um, I've heard, a, I heard her one song. I heard a song she has with uh, Trey Songs. I like that song, but oh yeah. Other than that, and, I and then she got the girls need love with Drake and the stretch you out with a a boogie with the hoodie. Then she got the SWV with Ty Dollar Sign. I think that's Ty Dollar Sign. But yeah, some of the male songs, like yeah, you the songs with the males, like you probably can relate to. But most most of them are really songs that women can relate to. Hmm. I, I may check it out. I, I I try to listen to different things just to gain perspective. So I'm gonna give it a listen. Mm-hmm. When do you think the because of the the um the the way you make money, like you said, you make it pretty fast. Do you think that's a hindrance doing other projects because it's like you know it's not gonna make you the money as fast as the dancing does. Yeah, I think I got so used to the fast money that when money coming in slow, I get so impatient. So I feel like once I get to, if I can find another career where I'm making fast money, like I do stripping, I would be happy with that career. But if it's not making fast money, like I'm making money every day type thing, I'm going to get bored with it easily. I'm going to get impatient like all oh, this ain't making me no money and i'm gonna be over it do you think is you think because of the money thing do you think it's probably best that you focus on something that provides a lot of passion yep i definitely do like if i'm not passionate about it i'm not going to continue it i'm not going to go about it <laughs> i'm not going to keep going but i'm gonna be like i'm over this next project what what do you after this is over? Because again, you know, you're not gonna do this forever. What do you see yourself doing after you're done dancing? I'm praying I'm gonna be a a successful published writer. Like that's the one thing I really wanna do. Like, cause I have so many stories to tell, like so many, so many stories that be so many scenarios that be coming up in my head that I can write about. And that's just all I want to do for real. Like would I you consider writer? Would you consider writing like a like a series of short stories instead of one big story? Well, the way I was going to do it is I was going to write this one big story. I probably do about ten to twelve chapters for this book, so I have about six chapters to write. Well, I might just do a short book and do like eight chapters, 
and just just keep doing a series of small ch- of books with small ch- like just keep people wondering what's next like oh what's next in this one because I have to realize it don't it doesn't have to be a super big project to be successful but I I want to do it where it's though it's going to keep the people attention and want them make them want more so yeah this one I'm putting my blood sweat and tears into and then afterwards I think I do want to start like a a probably like a podcast or like do a website or you know a blog where I post short stories every week what type of podcast uh like a podcast where a reading podcast pretty much oh okay okay to kind of line with the books yeah that kind of lines up with the books you tell a story or people can call in and tell their situations and I give advice because I give good advice believe it or not my friends always come to me for advice so I feel like I can tell them the podcast I will read them a short story and have people call in or write and tell me their situation and I'll honest like answer it and let them know like give them advice on what they should do Sounds like a sounds like an excellent idea. Is it just a timing thing that's stopping you? No, no timing thing. I just want to focus on getting this book finished, and then I'll get everything else situated. Okay. Well, I really want to thank you for doing this. Um, it's really been a pleasure talking to you, and I I really thank you for being so open, honest, and transparent about what you do. Because I've, like I said, I always wanted the opportunity to let a woman tell like that it's more than just dancing. So I thank you for giving me that opportunity. Oh, you're welcome. I appreciate you for having me and listening. Um, do you, do you, you want to tell the people how they can follow you or? Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Renny Tatted, R-E-N-I-T-A-T-T-E-D, or you can follow me on Twitter, Twitter, I'm sorry, at Twisted Ballerina. Twisted without an E, so it's T W I S T D Ballerina <laughs> on Twitter. Right. Well, again, thank you for doing this. I truly appreciate it. Um, I want to thank everyone for, for taking the time to listen to the podcast. Um, I really appreciate all your support. It really means a lot. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at conversations underscore with underscore lamp. Thank you all again. Have a great day. Thank you.